just try something a little bit different, a little out of your comfort zone, a little, maybe like visit a different town for like a weekend and like see what's up. That's of course that's finesse advice. <laughs> Travel. I'm like, stay in. <laughs> Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives, it's Cherise from Chattanooga. I'm looking for some advice and guidance because it seems it's time for a career change for the field I've been in for 10 years. I'm struggling because my current career is a dream job for many, but as I've gotten older, it doesn't necessarily lead to a dream life. These past couple years have also led me to realize that my current work environment can at times be a bit straining on my mental health. So anyway, it's time for a change. It's time for me to reprioritize me and chase some goals. Looking for any guidance on where to get started. Sharice, this is a fantastic question because you and everyone else turns out like (laughs) I I meant that to be a positive thing, not condescending, (laughs) but like these last two years with COVID and like with the lockdowns and with everything happening, like the only thing that's existed in people's lives were two priorities, one survive and two stay working. And for a lot of people, they couldn't work or work had to shift in a major way in order for them to keep working and nothing else was happening. Heaven knows, I was stuck in Idaho in the winter. There's not a lot happening there anyway. <laughs> okay, so so but, all the other things beyond work that you used to have yeah, were gone. I wasn't going out and hanging out with people. I wasn't like going to a restaurant to hang out with some friends. We weren't traveling, we weren't going on business trips. There, there was nothing else to like numb the pain of working every day, right? Mm. Not even the like getting up, get dressed, like you didn't care. And what that meant for so many people is that they realized work's not enough. How many people do we know that are like looking for remote work because they don't want to go back in the office? They've quit or they're trying to pivot. They're trying to get in different careers or they're just not like, God, what? Like every day I have conversations at work about crypto. Why do you think people are into crypto so much? It's a fast way to get money and GTFO. And exit out of the cycle of daily monotony of work when nothing else is going on. Yeah. People are looking for satisfaction. They're doing it in a lot of different ways. They're looking for it in the new job, right? They're looking for it in remote work. They don't want to go back in. They're looking for it in not working at all. Sharice, it sounds like that's kind of where you're coming from. Like whatever this field is that you've been in for 10 years, it doesn't necessarily lead to a dream life, which I think is one of the most powerful realizations you can make. And I I also want to mention, Sharice, you're coming to this realization from a position of knowledge, from a place of experience. I know we have some younger listeners and and, and it is hard to come into corporate America and, and maybe it's not fun or it's not satisfying. Like I get that it's hard. So I, I, I love that you're coming to it, not just from two years, like this is hard, but like 10 years in, like I've done the work, I've put in the time and it's just not what I want. It's just not what you want. And, and I think a lot of us relate to that. I like what you said, Holland, like, Sharice, I'm going to make a couple assumptions here. Like 10 years ago, we had a different way of thinking about work. We, we had this idea that work is fulfilling, that your life is tied to your job, that your identity is tied to your job, that you are what you do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and that the social contract that existed 
oh god political philosophy is coming out of my mouth now sorry um <laughs> Sean Locke would be so proud um the like the social contract that you have with your employer is that the work will be fulfilling and it will pay you enough to prepare you for your retirement because you worked for us we're going to take care of you that was a social contract that doesn't exist anymore the world has moved on from that we no longer believe or feel that work can fill us up that we can find our exclusive and entire identity and meaning in it and I mean, speaking as a millennial, do I really trust that I'm going to even be able to make enough money yeah. by the time I need to retire or want like retirement being this like weird, loose framework I don't really buy into at this point <laughs> in my life? I'm confused, but like, am I just going to work for 30 years and then, and then what, you know, and that's, that's well, probably a different episode too. <laughs> but, like, but like, but like, I mean, to that point, I'm from Houston. I was here when Enron Went belly up. Remind our younger listeners why that matters, <laughs> if Vanessa. You know what the end <laughs> Younger Just listeners in Holland. Me and everyone else who doesn't know. <laughs> so Enron was an energy company here in Houston that at its height had, where, where was this number? 29,000 employees. And they declared bankruptcy in October 2001. You're talking maybe six weeks after 9-11. The biggest energy company in the world at this point. We're talking like on par with like a Shell, a BP, like like a big BFD, <laughs> a big name in, in natural gas, energy, major employer in Houston. They just declared bankruptcy. People lost their, like what they lost were their retirement investments. Like the company went bankrupt and then they couldn't fulfill any of the pension promises they'd made. So you've got people that are just out and have nothing all of a sudden. It was a proper disaster. So like you've, you've now got the big companies that were taking care of you. Like we're here to help you and take care of you. And like, I see. Whatever. And the fact is, we don't really have a framework for this. We've mentioned this before that corporate America is this like kind of like decades old structure. <laughs> like it doesn't really change, but like we're still out here acting as if things are the same as when you could go out of college, get a job, buy a house and yeah. live a very long and happy yeah. life. The world has totally changed. To your point, we don't have a framework to think about this this yeah. way. So we're just, yeah. there's a lot of fuck around to find out going on. There is a lot of fuck around <laughs> to find out. And obviously that's why we're here. But like, it just means that where you were, you once were able to find meaning and fulfillment and identity. Sharice, you said this is a dream job. For a lot of people, but. But is it for you? And that's the only question you have to answer, which is. Add one's terrifying and exciting, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Maybe like 90% terrifying and 10% exciting. There's like a little okay. opportunity, right? Like, um, but yeah, like it's time to figure out what you want because that's how you make the decisions about how to spend your time, whether it's 40 hours or 30 or 20 or 10. Maybe work looks different for you. I like that. It's almost like a... We're back to crypto. Hold my beer, please. But like, it's more about diversifying your portfolio. Like work used to be maybe 85% of your life and your job, and it was work doing the same thing. Now it's just maybe 10 to 15 to 20% of a vast array of things that you like to do, you enjoy Interests doing. Interests of opportunities, yeah. of things that you can spend your money on, yeah. and places you can go and people mm -hmm. you can see. Even income streams. Like yes. you, between the two of us, we have six income streams sitting Oof. in the room, yeah. right? Like, okay, LFG, right? <laughs> Also, we're millennials. Hi. Like, <laughs> uh, Stable economy, what? <laughs> Never knew what, her. <laughs> Never heard of her. <laughs> One thing's particularly interesting to us here in you know North America is, like, like it or not, and we'll get into geopolitics later, probably a different podcast. Turns out we have a lot of podcasts to, to produce, Holland, so could you get on that? <laughs> I got the stuff. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, we, we have this like European tradition of you were given a first name at birth and right. you're christened with it but your last name was a occupation thatcher baker shoemaker 
Carpenter. <laughs> my last name even like, so we're, we're actually Germanic, but like my last name used to be Ailer, A-H-L-E-R, which is the person who makes the ale. I'm like, all right, I love this plan for it us. It all adds up. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you mean I was named after the job to be done? Like literally my job was my identity. Well, turns out hundreds of years later, the world doesn't work like that anymore. So if we can't find meaning or identity in work, the question has to be, where do we find it? That's, that's what Sharice is asking. Where, what do I do from here? Yeah. Looking for any guidance on where to get started. We have some ideas, Mm -hmm. Sharice, and I think we'll share them after the break. If you have bite-sized information about how to get more at Corporate America, follow us on Instagram at AskYourWorkWife. I don't know if these are good ads. (laughs) I can't tell. We're answering Sharice's question about what to do when you no longer find meaning in your work. I, I just keep coming back to this phrase she used. She says her current career is a dream job for many, but it hasn't necessarily led to a dream life. And Sharice, you've hit upon it. You really, really have. I think where like I'd recommend you start is like, let's outline the dream life first. If you know your quote unquote dream job is not equaling a dream life, let's maybe more clearly define the dream life. This is what we, what we loosely call or is known in the industry as the deathbed exercise. I think we've talked about this in past episodes. Holland's going to answer I'm gonna, some editing I'm here. I'm going to tell yeah. you when it is, yes. <laughs> um, it's episode 13. Okay, thank you. When, when you contemplate the end of your life, where would you like to be? What is going to be a satisfying life for you at 65, 75, 85? What does that look like? Let's more closely define that. And then, and then back ourselves up to like, okay. I, I mean, I told, I told my current employer when we interviewed, like they were like, what do you want? And I told them, I want to be a religious studies professor. And there was a little bit of a disconnect. <laughs> and then I backed up and I said, from now until 45, I want to be making a bunch of money doing something that I like to do. And I think that's marketing. And I think I can do that here. Yeah, I think that word you just said, Vanessa, satisfying, like a satisfying life. That's what people are looking for. That's why people are moving away from going to the office. They don't want to go. They don't want to commute. They want to, they know that there's more. I think a lot of them don't know what more there is, but they're looking mm. for it. You're looking for it, Sharice. I think we're all looking for it. We all just want to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> right? But but that begs the question, where do you find that meaning? Where do you find that satisfaction? Where do you find that fulfillment? Because until you answer that question... Work might be all you have. Mm-hmm. It might be all you have. We've all faced this in the last two years. Work is all we had and it, it came up wanting. And so my answer to your question of like, where do you find meaning is, God, you just have to start having different experiences. Just take an inventory of your life, Sharice. If you, if you don't have, <laughs> if you don't have a hobby that's not monetized, go find one. I don't care what it is. It can be underwater basket weaving. I know someone who rollerblades. Right. Oh yeah. my God. Roller derby is like a cool thing. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Right. Go do that. <laughs> what a badass. First of all. <laughs> I recently was like digging around my parents' garage and found all of my mom's um, stained glass stuff. Oh, and she beautiful. taught me how to like make stained glass a very like eighth grade. She made the stuff in your house. Yeah. Mm-hmm, totally. <sighs> she made a bunch of stuff in my grandma's house. Like she's very good at it. She taught me all her skills. And I know them i just haven't like done it so i definitely like i want to bring that here and start working on like stained glass projects like yeah. just for i got windows put them in the windows non-monetized hobbies is a mm-hmm. tricky concept it's a hard thing for millennials to wrap their head around actually yeah but you, you mentioned this too sharice um i think i think for some of us it might just be a different job it might mm-hmm. and not to say you can't because that's not to say you can't find meaning in work i think you super can oh you and i have both fulfilling and meaningful jobs right now and we love them 
We do. We really, really, we really do. <laughs> like I'm so, we're so lucky. We're so lucky to be mm-hmm. able to say that. Totally. And we're also very lucky and, and frankly privileged to be able to say that we also find meaning in a number of other different places. Vanessa and I were talking about, we were talking a little bit about how we relate to work and how we find meaning ourselves. And, and we kind of realized just as like we talk with equal passion about our day jobs and our side jobs and our weekend job like hustles and, and our friends and our family and yeah. our and our travel plans yeah. and like like in the next three months I'm going to Venice you're going to Portugal I'm going to Amsterdam just because we want to and like international travel is not high on your bucket list but like you're I'm go- going you're going it's gonna be awesome <laughs> it's gonna be great um yeah and I, like there's there's a whole lot of things that like maybe travel is not your thing Sharice but like find something that is and like what do you just want to do the thing you don't have to justify to anyone first of all Mm. I don't think you have to justify any of your life but there we are (laughs) Um, but like what do you want to do like what do you want to be experience like I in like studying up for this Italian trip I came across some information from a friend of mine about like how they chose the Italian language the city states of Italy have existed for thousands of years turns out but like Italian unification happened, you know, the end of a century. One of them. Don't ask me. This is, I only know the tourist <laughs> level information on Italy, okay? But they had to like pick which version of, because like all these city states have like taken Latin and made their own language. So it's not even a dialect. It's like a Venetian language, a Roman language, right? Mm-hmm. They had to decide which one was was Italian. <laughs> and this committee got together and they decided, you know what? You know, has the most beautiful Italian? Dante's Divine Comedy. Like, you guys, it's a piece of literature. They're like, we don't care. It's the most beautiful. Therefore, that is Italian. Because it was the most beautiful. Yeah, because they had a core value. Like, I want to get the most beauty out of this thing. And I I think that's where I would take Charisse is like, take a look at the end of your life, your dream life. What's your core value there? Like, what do you want to prioritize? Is it beauty? Is it ease? Is it experiences? Is it food? Is it people? Yeah. Relationships, right? Yeah, like, because like, there are some people who, and I... I'll speak for her. I think my sister's in this category that like she would love nothing more than like to have a life where she could be around family and like her kids and her grandkids and whatever. She's going to be one of those grandmas like moves to wherever the grandkids are. Do you mean? And like fulfills grandma. (laughs) That's great. The beauty of these, all these different options that you have, Sharice, is that it's your choice. Yeah. And it's, it's unique to you. Um, I could never, <laughs> I'm looking at <laughs> Vanessa, like this whole Venice thing, like it's so much, like it's not my dream, but it's her dream. And she's creating something for herself that is fulfilling for her. I, I have something else that I want and I know exactly what that is. And it feels so good to be able to say that, mm-hmm. but Sharice, you're on, you're on your way to finding that too. And I didn't say journey pat on the back <laughs> to me, hate the word. Slow clap. Thank you very much. <laughs> but like. The thing about finding this out for yourself is that it will be fulfilling because you want it. Yeah. If it's somebody else's desire, if it's somebody else's dream, if it's somebody else's vision, I couldn't. Vanessa described to me this Venice itinerary earlier today. I was like, <laughs> first of all, bitch, go off. Second of all, like I'm staying here for a reason. <laughs> she was exhausted by I was day. Like, I get to the end of day, day one. one I was like, like <laughs> that's the whole trip, right? She's like, no, that's like the first twelve hours. I was like, I cannot with this. <laughs> But that's the thing, Sharice, like Vanessa knows what she wants. I know what I want. And I, you're so close. You're so close because you're asking the question. You're opening the door for that to come to you. And you will find fulfillment when you identify what you want, because that's what's fulfilling. What you want is what's fulfilling. The first step is literally this, is like recognizing that what I have right now is not what I want in a more extreme, said in a more extreme way. Like, I don't want to live like this anymore. That will drive you to find 
all the things that you want to live like. Like, what yeah. is this dream life? Like, what will be satisfying? Yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be some fuck around to find out. Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Maybe a little painful. Maybe a little bit like, I want you, Sharice, to get to the point where like, you're in the middle of doing something and you're like, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. And then put it down, walk away, checked it off the list. We're not doing that. Never look back. That's that's the kind of like fuck around and find out I'm talking about. Like it doesn't have to be big things. You don't need to blow up your life. But like just in your approach to how you go about life, like just try something a little bit different, a little out of your comfort zone, little maybe like visit a different town for like a weekend and like see what's up. That's of course that's finesse advice. <laughs> Travel. I'm like stay in. <laughs> We're really excited for you. Mm -hmm. I think this is the best point to be in in your life. Yeah. Just like I've been doing this thing, it's great, but like I want something more. I want something different. And not to say anything in the past has been bad or detrimental to your growth, but like you wouldn't have known if you hadn't have done it. Absolutely. Like no regrets. Like now's now's the time to like, ooh, there are options. So so Sharice, to answer your question straight up, like you're already there. Just define what that dream life looks like and then reverse engineer it. Set your goals and your objectives to that and then execute. LFG. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. We have this like running joke at our agency that like the exit strategy is a pizza shop. So whatever, whatever like. Whatever, Time to start the pizza when, shop. That's what, that's how it gets said. Like when, when, when a client's being particularly heinous or like when we are when we feel like we're like, this is not working. Like we cannot pull any more levers. Like maybe we're just bad at marketing. It's time to start a pizza shop. It's great. I would love to actually come. Because we've got it all down. We've got like the, we've got somebody make the dough. We've got somebody make the pepperoni. We've, we've got a Sicilian. We've got somebody make the hot peppers. Like we. Can we work the Nola guy in? Yeah, he's in charge of the peppers. Okay, perfect. And the sauce. Actually, okay, he's great. in charge of a lot of things. Um, <laughs> We love him. He, he's he, in charge of the cheese. Uh, Probably our president.